or a poet or uh, anything of the like. He had actually been studying to be an engineer and ended up getting an eye disease, which meant that he like couldn't do the studying required and couldn't see, you know, what he needed to be able to see in terms of like doing, I imagine, small calculations. So he stopped that and he began to write poetry. And I guess it was really good because he was the first Nobel laureate in literature. So guessing his poems weren't too bad. So lastly, the first Nobel Peace Prize was awarded to Henry Durant, uh, who founded the Red Cross, and also to Friedrich Passy, who was a leading pacifist of the early 20th century. An interesting note about the Red Cross is that uh, since then, they have actually been awarded the Peace Prize two more times since that initial award in 1901. So the prizes were ideally to be awarded annually, but that's not always been the case. Often as the prizes are international, wartime can throw a wrench in the process for nominees. World War II was one such occasion. So Sweden was neutral, but Hitler would not allow the three laureates from Germany to accept their prize, although after the war they were awarded their medals. So no prizes were awarded at all in 1939, 1940, 1941. Like 50 years from now, we would have access to the nominees uh, from this year. And that is true of every year. So each Nobel laureate attends the ceremony in Sweden and is awarded the prize by the King of Sweden. They give them a medal, which has Nobel's image on it. Now, interesting fact, prior to 1980, they were struck in 23 karat gold. Now they are 18 karat green gold and 24 karat plated gold. So all that gold means that they're really pretty valuable and get stolen quite a lot historically. In fact, during World War II, a Hungarian chemist named George Dehevsi dissolved the metals in nitrohydrochloric acid uh, during Germany's invasion of Denmark in order to keep them from being taken by the Nazis. What's miraculous about this story though is that after the war, these metals were actually recovered from like the vat of hydrochloric acid and then um, were recast and returned to their rightful laureate owners, which is amazing and I kind of want to Google more about that story actually. Anyway, uh, laureates also receive diplomas and of course the monetary prize. It's not uncommon, especially in research oriented, so for medicine or chemistry or physics for multiple people to be awarded a prize either for joint work or sometimes two separate teams or two separate people who've done notable research will both be awarded the, the prize in the same year and the amount of money is then divvied up equally between all of the laureates in a particular category so it is about nine million in like Swedish money which translates to roughly a million in like USD. I think it's technically like 1,100,997,000, something like that. But in any case, the amount of the prize has changed over the years in terms of what else is going on in the world and inflation and, and what the exchange rates are like, uh, that, that amount does change. So some years it's been a little more, it's been a little less, but right now it's roughly a million dollars to be divvied up amongst the individuals in that category. So it was really interesting. So this was a really interesting story and I actually can't believe 
believe I never had uh, Googled it sooner because I get excited about the Nobel Prizes every year. And I think there are a lot more stories to be found within this. You, the Nobel website is actually really interesting because you can look at everybody who's won. Uh, a lot of the lists of nominations are now available. You can also look at, uh, speaking of the money, you can look at how the prize money has changed throughout different times uh, in history. So that is interesting too. So definitely check that out. I will link the official Nobel website below and you can check it out.